This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time, Serie A edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. Daniele, last weekend of action before the March international break. Sunday in particular this weekend. Fantastic day in prospect. We've got the league leaders, Napoli, playing plus the Derby della Capitale and yes. the Derby d'Italia. Yes. Um, so for <laughs> betters... Look, this is this is going to be a good Sunday. Sit back. You can watch all the action on the Bet Rivers app, and we've got some really good games coming up. For people not familiar with Italian terms, Derby della Capitale, of course, is a Lazio Roma. Roma is the capital of Italy. Derby d'Italia is Juventus Inter, uh, because this is the first yes, rival in Italy. But yes, all anticipated by Napoli trip to uh, Turin. It's going to be a key uh, day, not only for uh, the top four spot, but also because uh, there are a few players and a few managers under pressure in every uh, single team who's going to play on Sunday. Of course, uh, Inter-Napoli come on the back of two great results in the Champions League. Napoli, of course, expected, but Inter really were heroic in Oporto. And let's see what happens to Roma and Juventus in the Europa League. Italy could have up to seven teams still in the quarterfinals of the European competitions. That would be fantastic. We'll just touch on the Champions League right at the end of the podcast, because obviously the draw is made on Friday. You might be listening to this around the time when the draw is made, but we're just going to stick with Serie A for now. Six picks from Daniele. We're going to kick off uh, Friday, 1.30 Eastern, 6.30 local. This is Sassuolo against Spezia. Um, Sassuolo here, minus 125. Spezia plus 340 off the back of that. Tremendous performance against Inter. But Sassuolo have found some really good form, Daniele. Yes, because in the last seven games, Sassuolo are second only to Napoli in Serie A. 16 points out of 21, beat Roma, beat Milan. Best attack in this short spell. 15 goals uh, conceded and they were worthy winners at the Olimpico on Sunday. 4-3 against Roma. Now, look, Sassuolo in this stage of the season is always one of the most difficult teams to play, especially if you played in Europe midweek because they are direct, they're young, they attack you and basically because they are saved. So they play with no pressure at all. They had a bad start of the season, but now uh, they are uh, getting better. And some of the young players are shining. Lorienté, the Frenchman, the debutant in Serie A, seven goals and six assists uh, for him. Fratesi getting back to form as well. And, you know, Berardi is still there, of course, and providing assists and chances. They should have the upper hand, I think, in this Friday uh, early uh, kickoff. Spezia, on the other hand, heroic against Inter, but again, 
Inter may be a little bit distracted to the trip of to Oporto, uh, but you know we know Inter gonna they do struggle away uh, this season. And Spezia kept uh, took advantage of it, saved by their goalkeeper, the Polish Drongoski, was really good. He, he, he saved the penalty against Lazaro Martinez. A few uh, good saves, but in the end, they were good on the counter-attack. And Balanzola, what a great season he's having. A 12-goal of the season assist for Daniel Maldini, of course, the son of uh, Paolo Maldini. And in the end, Spezia under since they uh, changed the manager. They play slightly more attacking football. They like to play with two out-out strikers, still supported by Agudelo. I think they could go to uh, Emilia here and uh, put a performance, but I don't think they're going to come out with any point here. I think Sassuolo are a much better side. They are on the up. I'm going to go for Sassuolo win and over 1.5 goals. Uh, Sassuolo defense is still uh, not the best, of course, in Serie A. Plus one of four. So Sassuolo win and over 1.5 goals. You mentioned Mbala and Zola, 12 goals this season, best haul in his career, plus 550 first goal, plus 210 anytime if Spezia do go down. I think he'll be snapped up. I think he's 27 in the summer and he potentially is a player to follow. Let's move on to Monza against Cremonese. This is Saturday, 3 p.m. local, 10 a.m. Eastern. Monza, minus 125. Cremonese, plus 360. The draw, plus 280. Over and unders here. Over two and a half goals, minus 115. Under two and a half goals, minus 118. Cremonese is still bottom. Yes. Um, and... You are deserting them a little bit here, Daniele, because we've championed Cremonese over the course of the season. And I looked at the stats for the game from last week. We went over two and a half goals. The expected goal was something like 3.3 in their game against Fiorentina. We didn't win. I thought we were a bit unlucky. But you're backing against them this week. Yeah, but looking against them, not because of revenge, but because I think against Fiorentina, some bad habits crept in, especially bad defending. La Viola were better. They had chances. Cremonese uh, kind of get a little bit unstuck against a much technical side. And I think they're going to find the same challenge here against Monza. Monza newly promoted, of course, alongside Cremonese last year. Much better position in the league. But, you know, outside has got a lot of experience, a lot of technical players. They should have won, actually, at Verona. A very uh, telling stat from for Cremonese. They are second from bottom for possession. I know possession is not everything, but normally the teams who win, they're the teams who got the ball the most, but they're eighth in Serie A for shots. So they're very direct. When they got the ball, often they take a chance and shoot. It's not always the best option if you look, of course, at their attacking numbers. So that tells you, you know, the difficult uh, patch that they that they have. And sometimes, you know, they, you know, they, they just they just shoot because they don't know what to do with the ball or they don't have enough quality to get into the box. Monza, I think, is the opposite. This is a side that really can control the ball. They can move it very quickly. They get into the box a lot with the wingbacks, one of them being Carlos Augusto, four goal and four assists for him as a left wingbacks. And they are the opposite, second for possession behind Napoli. They do keep the ball well and they're going to have the ball here a lot. The likes of Caprari, Petagna, I think they can snatch a goal or two. I'm going to go for a national handicap minus one for the home side, which pays amazingly well, plus 143. If they win by one goal, you get your money back. If they win by more than a goal difference, you win 143. Romanez is still bottom of the table, still think that you go with overs. Surely it's going to come good over the course of the remainder of the season with Romanez. But Monza, I get the bet. And as you mentioned, it's all about price and plus 143. 
minus one on the Asian handicap. Monza looks a really good bet to me. Let's move on to Udinese against uh, Milan. Uh, this one is all about goals, uh, Danielle, isn't it? It's 8.45 Saturday, local 3.45 Eastern. I was drilling down some of the stats here, and I know your bet's going to be both teams to score. So you talk us through why you like both teams to score. First off, I'll back it up with some stats for our listeners. The price is 129. Let's see if we've done the same research, Dan, because I think <laughs> we probably have. Uh, well, let's see if you got this one. The two top teams for both to score in Serie A are this season Milan, oh, Udine- say, and Milan and Milan. 65% of Milan games are both to score. 62% of Udinese games are uh, both to score. And actually, they're also in the top three for both to score and over 2.5 goals when it comes to uh, Serie A. So they often score their defense, the Milan defense, especially when Magnan wasn't there and when they didn't play with a back three was particularly leaky. Now it's a little bit better, although against Salernitana on Monday, they conceded a few chances and it was a bit of a weird game for Milan, who could have won it in the end. You know, uh, the great save was by Ochoa in the 90th minutes. He really scooped the ball out of the out of the goal, basically. out of the. Uh, it was on the line, but Milan Milan really didn't get into the stride. Two factors here. They were tired after the game at Spurs. You know, no matter how boring the game at the Tottenham Sports Union was and how underwhelming Spurs were, but, you know, these Champions League games, for Italian side that, uh, let's face it, some of them, they're not built to play in two competitions. They don't have the strength in that to play in two competitions. Last year, Milan won the league, but they crashed out of the Champions League at the group stages. Inter did the same the previous year, and now they're overperforming. So they were a little bit tired. And Salernitana and the Paolo Sosa are better positioning on the pitch. Uh, so they did struggle in, in Milan. Another goal for Giroud, who's going to miss this one, by the way. So he's suspended alongside with Messias. And Udinese went to Empoli, won only the second game in the last 18, back-to-back clean sheet. But these stats is not telling the truth because in both games, Silvestri has been the man of the match, both at Bergamo and at Empoli. And I think, again, Udinese, similar to what I said before about Sassuolo, they could be a dangerous team in this moment of the season because they play virtually for nothing. They've done the job early. They seem to get a little bit fitter. I can't trust them to keep a clean sheet against the Italian champions, but I think at home they could snatch a goal. And, you know, and the stats we mentioned earlier uh, point in that um, direction, both to score minus 129. I think the key thing here as well for those looking to go over two and a half goals, three of the last four have ended 1-1. Now, obviously, over two and a half goals, you're not going to win. Both teams to school you are. So a little bit of a safety net. And the odds aren't that much difference. Minus 125, both, both teams to score over two and a half goals, minus 115. Couldn't really put anyone off minus 115 over two and a half. But I think the better bet is both teams to score. The last six between these two have seen both teams to score. If you do fancy 1-1, it's priced at plus 550 incidentally looks looks a bit on the skinny side to me let's move on to the three Sunday games because this is going to be something uh, for the better you can sit down you can watch all the action on the Bet Rivers app and we've got the two big games a little bit later in terms of the derbies but ahead of that we've got the league leaders in action they are away at Torino uh, Torino are plus 380 Napoli are minus 127 here the draw plus 275 now 18 points clear Daniele 12 games left what are we saying here? Six wins probably does it for Napoli, do you think? According to the, 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 the stats and, the, and, you know, uh, I mean, if we do the permutations, they could win it with five games to spare. They could win it on the 3rd of May, which is a midweek game, by the way, and they will play away at Udine. Um, 
yes, they are well on course for the fair title. The flags with the third Scudetto already out in Naples. And yesterday, again, against uh, Intra Frankfurt, they gave another demonstration how good they are uh, this season and how difficult it is for teams that are not tactically astute and very intense to stop them. You can stop them for 30 minutes, for 40 minutes, but as soon as your legs get tired, you need to have a perfect muscle plan, same as Sarri had two weeks ago when he went there and win at the Maradona. And most of the teams, unfortunately, uh, don't have it because you don't only have to press them and try to block the middle channel, especially the ball into Lobotka, but also need to be able to keep the ball well and wear them out with your possession. Eintracht didn't. Atalanta the weekend did it partially, but in the end, their defense is not as good as other sides in Italy. And Lazio did it, but at what cost? I mean, the last two games for Lazio, they only scored one in two, and they were very, very tired. These these games against Napoli really wears you out. Um, I think, you think... You think that they could slip up, though, here? You, you think that there is a bet to a certain extent to get against them? And that, that, that Exactly. I think, on the other side... Torino is that kind of side that could put Napoli under pressure. That's why I went for Torino Asian handicap plus 0.75 minus 110. So I don't think Torino at the moment for the way they're playing, for the intensity of which they're playing, they're playing some good stuff. And these are physical side. Probably they're going to man mark them all over the pitch for long uh, spells. I think they're not going to get trashed. Let's put it this way. And it's true that the goals for Napoli recently have dried out a little bit. But often, you know, if he's an under goal, often they do manage also to keep uh, the clean sheet. Look, I'm going to go for this. This is a speculative one. Because if Torino draws or wins, you do win minus 120, which is which probably doesn't sound a great price considering they're playing the top of the league. But if they lose only by one goal, you do lose half a stake. So the likely result, I think, is Napoli to win here. But it's a win that is not going to be too clear, let's say. It's not going to be more than one goal margin. So I think it's worth risking it in this case. Uh, For a side, Torino, that, you know, uh, keeps the ball well, six for ball possession. They don't score a lot of goals. But I think they do do manage to to shut teams down. So, yeah, Torino, plus 0.75, minus 120. Yeah, Torino, just three home defeats this season. All of those defeats are defeats by a solitary goal, so that sort of steers you into the into the bet as well. Here, you think that Torino on the Asian handicap plus uh, 0.75 at minus uh, one ten. Also, just just a final word on Napoli. I thought the game uh, they could have easily been distracted by that game against Eintracht Frankfurt in midweek. They won the first leg. They were expected to go through, and I thought just their professionalism on the pitch really shone through. And we've seen that over the course of the season. And you could forgive them just a little bit if there is some mental letdown this weekend ahead of an international break. It wouldn't be a surprise if they scrape to win, as you say, or even drop points. Because they've overperformed in terms of points achieved in Serie A. Now they will be well on course to go above 100 points. So it's really about, do you believe they can actually break the record, which is 102 points in Serie A? Or will they be just happy and content to finish with 90, 91, 88 points, which is probably is more likely. Now, if there is a game where Spalletti could do a little bit to turnover, is probably this one, considering how many 
of his players are gonna go in international duties. So probably this will be a good one to get a little bit of rest. Yes, and I mean it could be excused for uh, uh, dropping points here and there after the, after the break. They play Milan uh, at home, and they really you know that's uh, that's. They could seal it, the Scudetto there, really, by beating the current champion. So it, it is a tricky side because I think, I think we need to take into account also how good Torino has been so far this season. It, it is a team that has improved. Two big games a little later on Sunday. Um, Lazio, Roma and Inter Juventus. Should betters almost take these games in isolation? They mean so much to the fans, Daniele. As you know, now I know that Lazio Roma, they're both going for Champions League spots and obviously Inter likewise and, and, and Juve are trying to get back towards the top after that points deduction. But just from a betting point of view, when people talk about derby games, you can throw the form book out the window and so on. But they are different and sometimes you've got to approach them a little differently, haven't you, from a betting point of view? Absolutely. You need to uh, take the, all the stats here with a pinch of salt. Look at the lineups. Look who starts. All the four teams have been involved in European games this uh, week. And I am expecting also Lazio and Roma Juventus to have tough games in the Europa League, in the Conference League, as much as Inter uh, did. Look for the Roma derby, for uh, uh, Lazio Roma. Um, we know none of those two teams are in a great moment of form. They've been a bit uh, um, unpredictable uh, lately. Uh, Lazio, they were tactically really good against Napoli. They beat them and they managed to show in a way the blueprint of how to shut down a very good side. But on the other side, um, they haven't really clicked away from home recently and their uh, scoring uh, numbers haven't looked great. Also because Milinkovic Savic, who's been exceptional at the beginning of the season, recently has gone missing a little bit. They look tired against Bologna in the nil-nil draw. They could have lost. The good news is they kept an Another clean sheet, 15 clean sheet. Only Barcelona kept more in the five major leagues with 18. Now, for this game, apart from the fact that they're going to travel to the Netherlands, where I think they could be that Zell Alkmaar, they are, they are better, but they're going to be without Bessino, which is suspended, which is so important in the three man midfield because he's really good at pressing, he's also good at running to the box. They're going to be without Immobile as well. And the problem with Lazio is that this season, they are never replaced properly Immobile. I know they can play with a false nine, either with Pedro or Anderson, but it's not quite the same thing when they need to stretch a defence. Okay, Immobile was also missing from the first leg against Roma. Roma back then didn't have Dybala, the game finished 1-0. So obviously they can win without Immobile, but certainly it's going to be harder for them, especially after a midweek game. Okay, we're going for a cautious approach here, aren't we, when it comes to uh, Lazio Roma? Talk us through your bet. First half, nil nil. That plays, that pays uh, plus 150. And I think the cautious approach has been characteristic of uh, both sides, really. Lazio have been so much better this season in defence. Roma, it is a side that rarely uh, concedes a lot of goals. And these big ga- in these big games, they can keep it tight. Last weekend, they considered four at home against uh, Sassuolo, but I think that was a free game. They were tired again because of the game against Real Sociedad. Maybe they were a little bit too nervous. You know, all the history involved in Mourinho, his suspension has been rescinded, then reinstated. Then he posted the picture with him in the, uh, in the handcuff. Do these things really help the environment? I know he's very good at creating the sense as against them. But they were nervous, the players on the pitch. Look at the, the way Kumbulla gave away the penalty and got sent off as well in the first half. 
and Sassuolo were able to cut right through the middle of the of the Roma midfield. But normally they are much tighter at the back. Look, a bit of a statistical things to help you. Normally, in the first halves of these two teams, there are no many goals. So five out of twenty-six Lazio games had over 1.5 goals after 45 minutes. Eight out of 26 Roma games had over 1.5 goals in after 26 minutes. So normally, there could be a goal or no goal at all. I'm going to go for a first half nil-nil, plus 150, which I think the price the price is great for a game that would expect uh, would be cage. Into Juve, David Italia, a little later, 8.45 on Sunday, 3.45 for Eastern. Inter are the favourites here, incidentally, minus 110. Just go back to that Lazio-Roma. Lazio are the favourites to win the game at plus 170, but it's almost each or two. Uh, back to Inter Juve, Inter minus 110, Juve plus 3.25, the draw plus 2.60. Talked about the fact that they're in European action as well. Inter could be fourth by kickoff, depending on other results. Juve won the reverse fixture 2-0, but both of the goals were in the second half. And we're sort of going for the same approach, but slightly different for this game, Daniele. This one I'm taking under one goal in the first half, which pays minus 121. So if there is only one goal in the first half, it's a push and you get your money back. Nil-nil in the first half, you win uh, minus 121. Inter were heroic in uh, in in Portugal against uh, Porto. They controlled them well. They defended well. The last ten minutes were panic stations. I think in the hundred eighty minutes they deserve uh, to go through. But it's true that uh, they had they had suffered, and some of the limits and the deficiencies in attack and to be able to create act- good actions and good attacks and activate Lautaro, Jaco, and um, Lukaku were missing. On the other hand, some of the old guards of Inter, the likes of Darmian, Mikitarian, Acerbi, they were really, really good. And Onana proved to be a top goalkeeper because he made a great save when it mattered. Look, Inter has already lost eight games this season in Serie A, which is a lot too much for them. And there is always the question whether they can get motivated against small teams, against the teams that tend to soak up a lot of pressure. Then Inter concede a lot, concede a lot of goals, concede a lot of expected goals as well. They can't themselves open up too much. But at home, against top sides, they clicked. They managed to do it. They beat Barcelona, they beat Napoli, they beat Milan. So they're going to be fired up. But at the same time, I think they're going to be tired mentally and physically. When it comes to Juventus, the numbers say that Juventus, without the minus 15 points, will be second above Inter, plus three points. They won at the weekends for two, a little bit of a crazy game, but really Juventus could have scored more, hit the post three times. In the last seven games, Juventus has scored 14 goals, Inter only nine. You can tell Juventus helped by the return of some of the key players, although some of them are already injured, like Pogba and probably Chiesa, but also the way Allegri is rotating the squad well, uh, giving spaces to the young players. They are doing they are doing better, and I think um, I think they will they, they will perform much better at the end of this uh, at the last uh, the last few months of the season. Look, let's see what happens in Freiburg. I think they're gonna struggle. I think they're gonna qualify, but it's not gonna be an easy game. Um, I'm gonna go. I guess uh, under one goal in the first half, minus 121. Uh, KG game. I think um, similar quality on the on 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 the pitch. I can't. Not see Inter really uh, dominating this one, although I know uh, for the bookies they are favourite. Under one goal in the first half, minus under 21. Yeah, I think it'll be a sluggish first half in both of those games. Just to confirm, Inter against Juve, under one goal 
in the first half, minus 121. If there is one goal, it's a push. You get your money back. For the Davidella uh, Capitale, it's first half nil-nil at plus 150. And just to rattle through the other uh, selections, Torino-Napoli, we're taking a bit of a flyer. Torino on the Asian handicap, plus 0.75 is minus 120. We like both teams to score Udinese, Milan. Awful lot of metrics suggest that both will, minus 129. We like Monza on the Asian handicap minus one plus 143 at home to Cremonese that's one of the best bets I think of the weekend and to kick us off on Friday Sassuolo to beat Spezia and over one and a half goals is plus 104 those are the six tips Daniele just before I let you escape for a fortnight because we've got nothing next week because of the international break Champions League um, Bet Rivers have got prices up at the moment now they will obviously change when the draw is made schedule for Friday lunchtime European time. So depending when you're listening to this, the draw might be out. Uh, Napoli plus 700, Inter plus 2,000, Milan plus 3,000. Great to see three Serie A sides through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Now, we were talking off air before we started recording. Look, Napoli, obviously the best Italian side, plus 700. Couldn't really put anyone off that. But when we were talking about Napoli earlier this season, when they were plus 1,600 plus 1,700 if you got on then, well done. But you just tend to think if all these teams are drawn potentially in the same half here, there might be some value with Inter or even Milan. It all depends on the draw. Those prices could change. How do you see it, Daniele? I think he's absolutely right. And that's the best chance for Italian side to win the Champions League or at least to get to the final this season. Be drawn on the same side of the draw, hopefully, with one between um, Chelsea and Benfica, I would say, although Benfica has been is being excellent. Because I think, although Napoli are runaway leaders in Serie A, the distances and the differences between these three teams in Serie A are not as big, perhaps, in terms of squad depth, for example. Uh, and obviously, on a two-leg games, you know, we know away goals. This could be really a decisive factor. Inter, we know, a bit of Napoli. They've been good in the head-to-head against the top teams. And Milan in Serie A, you know, last year champions. And, you know... Um, they, they think they could still they could still manage they could still do it uh, in an hundred eighty minutes and of course Napoli will have the psychological advantage of playing two of the sides who they are so far ahead in the league so everyone would look at an angle and think we could have a chance of beating each other look I know. For sure, most of Inter fans want to play Milan because recently they've been better in the head-to-head. Milan fans probably want to play Inter because they don't fancy themselves neither against Benfica nor Chelsea, let alone uh, the three superpowers. Probably Napoli fans are a little bit more bullish and will say we could beat anybody, but really uh, they know that in this case of the Champions League, experience comes and is really important. Napoli has never been in the quarterfinal of the Champions League. His players have never played at such a height. Obviously, playing Man City, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid could come uh, with some strings attached. You know, those teams are much more experienced there. Obviously, having an Italian side, by the way, Milan and Inter are missing from the quarterfinal of the Champions League since 2006, could be a real psychological advantage. I'm looking forward to the to the to the draw, I hope they're gonna be a derby of some sort. Uh, Inter Inter Milan will be my best choice. Milan Napoli will be uh, fantastic, and let's see how it goes. Of course, draw is all important, and this is the angle that we try and come at when it comes to betting because things can change, and if a team can sneak through to the final one-off game, always got a puncher's chance. We're not tipping up any of the size. We're just saying 
there is more than a possibility here. That's going to be interesting. Likewise, this weekend of Serie A action. Daniele, thanks for your company. We've got nothing next week, of course, because we've got the international break. So we'll be back in a fortnight's time uh, ahead of week 28. Stay across all of our podcasts at Because We Win. Plenty of content coming up in the international break, as well as this weekend across the European leagues. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.